Hi, guys. Welcome to The Church Split. My name is Will. We got Brian with us. What's up, heretics? And you guys know what we do here. We help you escape your church's echo chamber, learn to think biblically, and of course, challenge the status quo that always needs challenging. But today, in this episode, we are not challenging a status quo. We are joining them. (laughs) (laughs) We will be like the rest. (laughs) So uh, if you guys don't know, Braxton Hunter, or Dr. Braxton Hunter, I feel like I have to call him doctor because I'm a student at Trinity. So it's like show that respect. Dr. Hunter. (laughs) So uh, Braxton Hunter, though, with Trinity Radio, put out a video that he asked seven questions for Christian YouTubers. He asked these seven questions uh, to help us share our hearts a little bit. He also asked them to just try to promote more Christian YouTubing, which is good because we need more of it, as much of it as possible. So um, what we're just going to do is pretty simple, Brian. We're just going to go through each and every question, and we're just going to answer it. So this is more of a fun episode. But if you guys haven't, and you're watching us and not Trinity Radio... Yeah, go check them out. You're doing something wrong, okay? Like, that, that, like Braxton and Jonathan are the goats, okay? So <laughs> they, they just are. They're, uh, Braxton's the nice guy, but, like... So think of it this way. Trinity Radio is if Brian was the main host in Braxton, and then Jonathan is me as the co-host. See, because Jonathan's all <laughs> Have we been doing it wrong the whole time? Caring. So yeah, we've, we've been doing it wrong. So, I, so we get all the hate and they get all the love. That makes sense. So makes sense. Jonathan is in the background. He's the uh, he's actually um, like my spirit animal. He just does not care. Uh, he just <laughs> says what he thinks. And Brax is very gracious and awesome. So Trinity Radio is great. I think they're one of the best apologetics channels out there, mainly because I feel like they talk to people real and like on a normal level. So... Anything you want to add there, Brian? No, I'm just going to add that you're not sucking up. You actually think that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is, that is true. I'm not just trying to get get good grades. <laughs> um, I don't think he even but grades. He gets me. good I, grades, though. <laughs> I do get good grades so far. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I only have uh, two more classes left to finish my one degree with them, and uh, we'll see what I do. I, I would like to pursue a PhD, but we'll see how that works. So Good luck. All right. With that being said, let's go. Number one. What do you mean when you say you are a Christian? Um, the short version is I believe I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. So I believe that um, I believe in his physical birth, his death, burial, and resurrection physically from the grave. And uh, I believe in the one true God of Israel. That's a, probably the a synopsis quickly. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, I would say I, have, I now have access to the kingdom of God because I've repented of my sin which I would say is part, is two parts. One, I agree with God on what sin is. I've turned away from sin and Satan, and I've turned towards righteousness in Christ. Um, and I believe that Jesus is the Messiah. I believe that he died, was buried, and was resurrected. And through his blood, it cleanses me um, um, through all my unrighteousness that I've ever done and will ever do. And he provides me eternal life through that belief in him. That's so much more eloquently put than me. That's because I took notes. Ah. <laughs> so you should just wing it like I do. It's a good time. I can't wing things. Then I say really bad things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say bad things all the time on here, too. I, but anyway. I just want it to all be you. <laughs> want me to get all the hate. Okay. So uh, that is what we think, what we mean, I should say, when we say we're a Christian. All right. Number two. Number two. What is the purpose of your channel? Ooh. We say that like all the time. We help you escape your church's <laughs> echo chamber. Learn to think biblically. <laughs> Challenge is at its grow. <laughs> um, with the purpose of our channel, I, I I don't know. We can talk about that for a minute. Yeah. 
Um, I think uh, it stemmed, our, our channel, if anyone knows our stories, stemmed from experiencing serious division in the church on a lot of minuscule issues, yeah. things that didn't just make you a Christian, right? Because we just talked about what we believed made us a Christian. Um, things that weren't major Christian issues yet became so divisive. Um, so our channel is de dedicated to, one, uniting the divided body by not kicking people out of the kingdom of whom we disagree with, and we disagree with a lot. And uh, so we don't want to kick people out of the kin kingdom. Um, we want to bring unity and show the fact you can do that. Also, uh, you, you, this is what you put it once. Uh, we want to foster um, mental toughness. You want to talk about that for a minute, Brian? Yeah, yeah. We, we've experienced it, and I think, I c and unfortunately, we keep seeing it, where the church and Christians don't have mental toughness. They don't know how to handle a challenge, don't know how to handle disagreement thoughtfully well. They are quarrelsome, like Scripture tells us not to be. Um, and I think we're only able to really avoid that through practice. And I think that practice is what we call mental toughness. It's it's practicing being disagreed with. And how do you have a decent response that is not necessarily based on your opinion, but how do you go to Scripture and let that guide disagreements? And then hopefully you can find some common ground through Scripture and then find truth. Right. It's like a quote I saw recently from Dr. William Lane Craig. Uh, he said basically that uh, get good arguments for, for your beliefs, for God's existence, and for your beliefs in general. And the better your, your arguments are, the more equipped you are, the less likely you are to get angry or flustered when you're disagreed with because you already are anchored into your good argumentation. Yeah. And um, so I think that's one of the things that we want to foster is dialogue. Just uh, you and I are big free speech advocates. One of the biggest things I think we see in our culture today is just this division of nothing but shrieking and yelling at each other. Um, and we want to we we see that in the church. Uh, the moment you disagree, you get labeled a heretic. I mean, how many times have I been called a heretic on this channel alone? Right? <laughs> like people call us that all the time. Wish we could do a search on our comments and see how many times it's said. It'd be interesting. <laughs> I mean, and it's just so silly because uh, even. Um, I saw some a uh, person who even has a pretty decent platform uh, blasting people who believe in annihilation as hell uh, just the other day. And I was like, see, this is the part of the problem. And clearly these people, don't, some people don't even know the op opposition's argumentation or otherwise they wouldn't say some of the argumentation that they say. Yeah. So um, big thing. That's a big, the big thing with our channel is challenging the status quo and letting you know it's okay be to challenge the status quo because most of it's just, written by man uh and it's portrayed as dogma of the church yeah um and, and then, most people that don't like us challenging the status quo are also big martin luther fans so just also, point out the irony in that, that is true i'm not saying we're martin luther but i'm saying the concept of challenging the status quo <laughs> is a christian tradition i could say <laughs> yeah well, i'm just keeping up with orthodoxy <laughs> so who are you oh man <laughs> just, but all, i mean think about that though right like uh, we we say oh always reforming but we don't mean that um we don't want people to think differently. We don't want people to challenge anything. And so, and Protestants have become, it's really funny because I love hearing this. Um, Protestants all the time say Catholics aren't saved because of all their different beliefs. But what's funny is that um, Protestants say, Protestants hold all these different beliefs and then they tell each other they're not saved because they hold different beliefs. It's just, I find it all, yeah. all so ridiculous. So that's, our, that's the goal of our channel. Foster dialogue, promote mental toughness, and have fun with it. Like, you guys yeah. don't have to take this seriously. When I, if I'm roasting your side of the aisle, it's okay. Join our Facebook uh, group, the, uh, uh, the Church Split Apologetics. Um, join us there. 
And uh, every Friday is Fallacy Friday, where it's nothing but memes, and all I do is get roasted. It is a lot of fun. So I think you've been roasted. You've been roasted like once or twice. Only a couple times, but it's usually me. So, uh, so hey, we practice what we preach. So, question number three. Number three, to what extent do you include considerations about spiritual content, like prayer or guidance? This question was weird. Uh, (laughs) Mr. Hunter, I am... (laughs) Brian and I are both trying to interpret what you meant by this. So I think I'm just going to shotgun some things. Like, what considerations do we take, basically, in the spiritual aspect, I think, of our channel? Is that... Yeah, like, what parts of that we talk about do we use in our own lives, I think is what he's trying to get at. Right. So um, I say all of it. Because we, we, what we say here is exactly what we do out there. Um, you and I even teach the same way in our churches. We show different sides and the comparisons. And I'll tell my issues uh, that somebody a lot of times will disagree with me in the classroom. Yeah. We have a dialogue. Um, you do the same thing. Yeah. For example, at our, I teach Sunday school at our church, and my church is very once saved, always saved. And I taught Sunday school on once saved, always saved, two different views and a view that the traditional ones had always saved view and one that is essentially there's one exception which is blessed from the holy spirit and i was like look guys you shouldn't be upset with different people in the church that might hold slightly different views of eternal security because there are different views of it and it's not something to split over so i try to do that when i'm teaching at church i try to live it out um i think we've actually gotten a lot of grief from people because we act in real life the same way we act here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is we're, we enjoy talking about different doctrinal topics and mm-hmm. we like poking at each other and having fun, but we're not going to get mad about it. Right. Uh, I mean, it, pr- pretty much what you see on camera is what you see in real life. So um, the <laughs> um, it is funny, though, that you, you mentioned that because what you said is the traditional once they've always saved view and then your view which is, so if we have the traditional once they've always saved view, we have the Orthodox Christian view. Ha! Okay. Um, but, it's, but it is a thing where... Um, but I didn't say that. <laughs> no, you didn't, but that's what I interpreted. I'm putting words in your mouth. How does that feel? It feels great. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I would say that's one of the big things. We try to live everything out. In fact, a lot of things that we discuss on the channel are things that have recently been on our hearts and minds, and we're like, you know, we should talk about that, and then we just do an episode on it. That's why we slowed down production, because... We were like, we got to cover all these things that we're really passionate about. So we were just going crazy. And now we're like, okay, we can slow down. We covered a lot of the, our big beats. Now we're just going to discuss some other stuff. So yeah. All right, moving on. Number four, if someone asks you why they should be a Christian, what do you say? Number Ooh, why should you be a Christian? Um, I, I, You're like, going to hell. What? You're going to hell. You're going to hell. <laughs> You're going to burn. Turn or burn, baby. Turn or burn. Uh, um, no. So the reasons why you should be a Christian, um, I'll try to give my five-second version of this um, so that way it's not too long because we have to record another episode tonight. Um, one, I believe uh, that it's the best representation of the evidence. I think the universe shows that there uh, was a creator. Um, it looks like that there's a point in time where time, space, and matter began. Uh, therefore, whatever caused it must be outside of time, space, and matter. The only thing that we have that could de- be defined as such is something like God. Um, I believe everything is designed. If you look at it, everything is deeply designed, so it points to a creator. Then on top of that, you have... Um, the historical evidences for the Bible, and then especially the claims of the resurrection. We have uh, great, the gospel accounts are great firsthand eyewitness testimony of people who walked with Jesus. Personally, we have good reason to believe that those are actual eyewitness testimonies. And if that's the case, then the resurrection is true. 
not only do we have evidence uh, for Christianity, and like I said, I'm giving you a bird's eye view of this, just kind of giving you talking points more than actual evidence, but these are just reasons why I think you should be. Um, and then also is the life improvement it brings you. And I'm not saying that suddenly life is going to become better for you, but um, having the peace that passes all understanding, have the jo- having the joy of the Lord and um, the fruits of the Spirit and becoming um, and having your soul built on the foundation of God can actually make a huge impact in your life, even when tragedy strikes, which I have had and you have had. So um, it brings you hope where you didn't have before, brings you morality and meaning. Um, there's like, because again, without God, there is no morality or meaning objectively for everyone. So again, there's a lot of reasons to be a Christian, but those are that's like my shotgun quick chit chat about it. And then if anyone wanted to ask me more questions on why they should be a Christian in specific points, I'd talk further in detail about yeah. this. I would say I would even kind of shy away from like why should be be a Christian because I think it almost creates that trope of hey join our club this religion's better than theirs because but it is it's <laughs> but it but it's 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 so much more than just a group of people a community or whatever it's it's really you know for me I'm I've always been in search of truth so I would always approach it as do you want real objective truth in your life do you want real meaning an understanding of what reality is. Um, and that's even me saying that with a bachelor's in science, I love science and technology as well. And I think all these things compute, but I think there's so much, especially in our culture now breeds nihilism and breeds subjective truth. So if you want to rid yourself of subjective truth and nihilism, then I think Christianity holds the answer. And I think it holds the answer because of Jesus Christ. And I think also I would say, look, you've done some stuff wrong. You're not perfect. You are not. I don't think you should. You should be in the category of hashtag my truth. Every everything I do is perfect. It's not. It's not. And I want you to realize that before it's too late. I want you to realize that there is such an amazing method to save you from yourself. And once you truly understand the objective truth of of what what Christ did, the atonement, I think it will blow your mind and it will get you excited. And I think if so, do you want to be excited? Do you want to be excited about truth? Do you want to be excited about knowledge and meaning? Become a Christian. Uh, so you could, you'd go the logos approach, uh, right? Like so, God is the logic and the very structure of all things. So yeah. therefore, the more you draw nigh to Him, the more the rest of reality makes sense. And you also brought up hope, right? Yeah. There's a hope even if you've screwed up. There's mistakes. He forgives all sins. So, I mean, there's so many perks. <laughs> I don't want to make it out like it's a credit card with different perks, but there's a lot of perks to Christianity. Um, mine would simply be uh, even yours when you talk about objective truth. If you objectively seek and you're actually openly willing to convert, I think upon actual inspection of the evidence, you will become a Christian because there is tons of evidence. And I'm. it is funny because as much apologetic study as I've, as I've done, I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, that's a, there's a deep well there in Christianity, deeper than any other topic that you could possibly study. Number five, what Christian beliefs or commitments do you think are essential for salvation? Number six. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Um, if you, you know, believe in his death, burial, burial, and resurrection and proclaim him as Lord of your life, you will be saved. Um, and then if you want to, I don't, don't want to get too far into my inclusivist thing, but I think Romans 2 makes a good case for inclusivism as well. I would just not universalism before people <laughs> freak out. Okay, go ahead, Brian. Um, I would quote scripture, Mark one fifteen: repent and believe in the gospel. Gospel is the good news of of what Jesus did, the Messiah, which would be like what Romans ten nine says: 
to profess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Um, the bar is pretty low. It's and I, and I don't we don't believe in easy believism, but it's also not this exceptional mountain of knowledge to have. I think all the excitement that we get on doctrine and scripture and theology and everything is all part of the sanctification process. I think you, want, you get saved, then you get excited about those things. Um, and so I, I think real legalism, we talk about putting obstacles or additional requirements into salvation, is a real thing that men do. And mm-hmm. I think we've got to be careful about it. I think our modern church has, is, does it just as good as, as the Judaizers wanted to do back in the day of, of well, Paul and Timothy and everyone else. We do this like, all right, guys, a gospel presentation. All you have to do is repent and believe in Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. And everyone's like, yay! And then you're like, also you have to affirm these other 62 doctrines. <laughs> it's like we sneak them to the door, then we hit them in the face with a Westminster or something. Yeah, I would say <laughs> it's not the sinner's prayer. That is something Ugh. you can say, but that is not... It's not a magic incantation. I, I cringe on that. I just don't like it's it. It's not water baptism either. I just The reason why I don't like the sinner's prayer is because I've seen a lot of false converts from it. Like people think that they're saved because they said a prayer. I um, had a person at church that was filling in for Sunday school, and so he left the adult Sunday school, filled in for children's Sunday school. After 10 minutes, he walked back into adult Sunday school and said, hey, kid that was in there, he's saved. I had him do the sinner's prayer. He's good. And he walked back in. He left the kid. And I was like, no, that's no, no. That's not how this works. Even so, let's just say, wow, he got saved. Now, give him more information. Help him start the sanctification process. Don't go, that's all he needed. So I cringe at that. It's that almost like Billy Graham culture is still out. or I just can't stand that whole, like, easy believist. uh, Just come forward, say this prayer, you're done. It's a true belief in these things that uh, changes your life. So anyway, all right, next question. Number six, besides making silly videos with lists of questions like this one, what do you wish other Christian YouTubers would do differently? <laughs> I have one. Do you want me to go first? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I, I thought of like three snarky things. And I was like, don't do it. Mine's well. a little bit snarky too. Oh, okay. Um, idolizing men. Uh, we've seen this firsthand. Christian YouTubers being excited about celebrity pastors um, coming to their defense when they're clearly wrong. We saw that with the John MacArthur situation. Um, dead theologians. Just because they're dead doesn't mean they're they're more right. Um, and I think we have a tendency to go, oh yeah, that theologian was really smart because he said things that I believe in. <laughs> so it's more of a prideful statement. Um other YouTubers, like, oh, well, those, that guy, you know. So I think we tend to idolize dead theologians and YouTubers and pastors, and I think it's a problem. Yeah. Not every, not every Christian YouTuber does this, but I see a lot of it. The other thing I would say with Christian YouTubers is get better. Like, I'm not saying we're amazing, but it, some, of it, some of them are so trash at just misrepresenting people. It's like half of it's just like they get up there, they say, make a five, 10 minute video on a very complex doctrine. They oversimplify it. They 
blast a different side that they don't disagree with, but with like one or two straw men arguments yep. and run with it. Or there's the CNN reporter uh, Christians, who uh, Christian YouTubers, who are just like, hey, let me take this little thing that happened on the news or this one person uh, straight out of context and just run with it. Um, there's a lot of like gossipy Christian channels that just need to chill out. Like, so is a straight gossip. And it's like, there's one thing to report something and talk about something mm. and do so in like in a way that's mature and uplifting and helpful for the body. Like when you have something like the John MacArthur situation, yeah, you need to talk about that, right? But some people is just like, allegedly, and it's all allegedly stuff um, without much data around it. <coughs> that's sort of thing that bothers me. Also, I just wish more uh, Christian YouTubers would just practice what they preach a little bit because I know um, a lot of them get into it for, they, they'll tell you, like they'll get into it for, to try to make a living, to make money. And I'm like, guys, how about instead you just do it because you want to, like you want, that's your, that's your ministry. And I know most of them are like that though, but those are just some things that kind of get under my skin. However, overall, those are some nitpicks. I actually think Christian YouTube's doing pretty good. There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of really good ones. So uh, as much as I sounded negative, I actually love a lot of Christian channels. I listen to a lot of them. I just wish I saw more detailed breakdowns. That's why I think Mike Winger is now so popular because he, even though I'll disagree with him from time to time, not only is he gracious and kind, which you, that's just not our vibe. We try to be, <laughs> but we're just we're too sarcastic, and it is what it is. Um, but Mike Winger is super kind, um, but... He does like long videos. He's not afraid to get into something. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of Christians do like five, 10 minute safe, safe response videos. And I'm like, oh yeah, but I could find that on gotquestions.org. Like I'm here for something deeper. Hoping someone's going to teach me through it. So this was more detail oriented. Uh, just walking you through a doctrine would be great. Like yeah. real detailed stuff. So. Well, and I think if we're talking about some of the good things Christian YouTubers do, I've seen a lot of good ones being very willing to go on very tiny startup channels and just go, hey, yeah, I know I have. I'm there because we're not competing. Right. We're spreading the gospel. We are equipping Christians. We're helping them at different stages, whether it's converting into Christianity or defending the faith as a very mature, strong Christian. Mm -hmm. That whole spectrum, I, I love that there's so much community and a lot of Christian YouTubers like Braxton and JP wanting to help out other Christian YouTube channels too. So Braxton was one of the first bigger guests we had on. I think they had like 5,000, 6,000 subs back then. They're like double that now. Um, but when Braxton came on, I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. You actually agreed to come on my yeah. tiny little channel with 200 subs. It's really cool. Um, so like I said, like there's some nitpicks we could get into. I think idolizing people is a big one. And I think, um, you know, just uh, sometimes the heresy hunters are a little too quick to eat their own. <laughs> um, to eat other Christians that just disagree with and call it heresy. And I think that kind of thing it says does damage. But that's neither here nor there. Thank Number seven. What is the best thing that has happened as a result of your experience as a Christian YouTuber? Changing lives. It's weird to say that. I, I don't know if what, what you have there, but the best experiences we've had is the fact that we've actually impacted people and changed their lives. When we had someone like Brandy Parker, we were able to fly up here and interview her. It's like, yeah, that's that, so cool. She's a friend now. Like, she's a friend. Not just a person that's in the comment section trolling. She's not a friend who's changed her life. She's recently gotten married. Like, you know, it's just you see these people and the people that you impact. And I think that's the greatest thing that's happened. It's just amazing to see people's lives changed because of God working through your channel. Yeah, I would add to that just, yeah, the relationships we built with others just because of it. Um, 
I have some really good friends that we, we literally would have never met if it wasn't for YouTube right. and doing this and engaging in comment sections, answering emails, text messages, those type of things. Um, I would say selfishly, I, I've gained a deep love of scripture and truth because of this, because um, it's hard giving your synopsis of things without first studying it a lot. So it's required me to do a lot more just individual digging. It's one thing to just read a passage and go, yeah, nothing to read a passage and go, okay, how do I explain that? Um, that requires a lot more study. And I, I just appreciate being prompted to do that more organically than I ever did before. Right. No, I was actually going to say that too. The other best thing that's happened to me is challenging me to study and read. To the point now where I love fiction. I'm, an, I'm a gamer. You think I'm not a comic book nerd <laughs> and like a fiction nerd? I feel guilty if I pick up fiction because I want to. I should be studying something spiritual. You got me the Circle uh, trilogy um, by Ted Decker. You're like, read it, Will. And I remember going through it, enjoying it. But I also remember picking <laughs> it up at times and be like, I have like six books over there I got to work through that are theology based. That would help us with our channel and our ministry. But at the same time, it was really good. You should read it. <laughs> it's a four book trilogy, which annoys me, but it's so good. Yeah, it is really weird. That's called a Circle trilogy. <laughs> then he adds a fourth yeah, book. Come on, Ted. Um, um, anyway, I think those are my our, my favorite things about being experienced, I should say, of being a Christian YouTuber. I wanted to add just a worse thing, <laughs> oh. which is still having to deal with church splitting issues in the vitriolic way that the church shouldn't be doing. We still keep running into that, whether it's other people online, whether it's in our own personal relationships with people, uh, still drains me to see see that because. It, we're a tiny channel. We're not, we're not impacting millions of people. So when I still run into people just making the same mistakes that we tried to start the channel to help prevent it, it wears on me. <laughs> well, for me, uh, I would say the, for me, as far as the worst is uh, definitely the, the war zone. Um, I love debate. I really do. You know that. But like when you get into the war zone, you get the James Whites out there who want to misrepresent and attack, and then all you, you get all the hate mongers that come flying into your inbox and everything. It's just that's probably the worst part. That's the part where you're like, oh my word, or just because like you thought you studied this out, and then one person has this one bit of information, and they're just like, oh you're stupid because of this. I'm like, sometimes they have a valid point, and you're like, oh that's a good, that's an interesting point. Other times you're like, uh, no, screw off. But um, yeah, I'd say that's the worst. But I mean, overall, being a, on Christian YouTube has been awesome um life-changing a lot of work a lot of late nights but uh really cool to see the work the lord has done so yeah um overall i'm very happy with uh christian youtube and i'm very glad that we're able to be part of this internet mission field so to speak definitely so all right guys with that being said those are the seven questions answered uh to braxton hunter hopefully they are up to your uh, standards. Just and thanks, Bra Braxton, for doing this. Yeah, this is cool awesome. Uh, Brian and I were like, "Hey, we, why don't we do like a, a ten questions thing sometime?" Like that's actually a really good idea. So, thank you, Braxton, for putting those out there. I like that it creates dialogue. And let us know how you would answer those seven questions in the comments below. I would love to oh, see yeah. what other people would say. Um, and if you're not a Christian YouTuber, tell us what you think is your favorite part of Christian YouTubers that you have learned, right? So just switch it up a little bit. We'd love to interact with you guys in the comments, as always. Um, but guys, go ahead. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, please like and subscribe to the internet stuff. That I hope you know what to do. I hate saying it, but we all have to say it. I mean, this is the way the platform works. What do you want, right? I mean, That's it. 
<laughs> so, all right, guys, with that being said, take care and God bless.